Good morning. Good morning, church family. How are you? Yay. Welcome to our live stream worship. Yeah. We, we are excited to be with you this morning. We this are. beautiful uh, July day. We miss you. And even though we can't see you right now, we can see all the different people commenting and it makes us excited. Definitely. Thank you for being. I know there's a lot of things that compete for our attention on the weekends uh, in July. And so thank <laughs> you for joining us today. Um, you may be in bed. You may be outside. You may be camping. I know some of you are camping this morning, uh, but uh, we are glad you joined us. Um, we are uh, continuing our after church fellowship on Zoom. And so that'll happen right after the service ends if you'd like to join us. And uh, we tried last week coffee fellowship uh, in person, spaced out in the parking lot. It went well. It was great to see um, people's faces. We still managed to make a, a women's circle and a men's circle. So uh, all goals were achieved. Um, we're meeting at 9.30, trying to beat some of the heat, uh, so it's a little earlier than 10, um, but uh, come out, bring your own chair. There are some picnic tables out there as well, um, but they're not as comfortable as your nice uh, lawn chair. So join us this Tuesday at 9.30 in the South Church parking lot. Remember, the downtown is still blocked, though they say we got about three or four weeks left of that, so that progress is happening. Um, a few things are, we mentioned last week, our reopening committee met um, last week and meeting again later this week on Thursday. Um, you know, cases are kind of still rising and our numbers are, are pretty high right now in Iowa. Warren County is seeing uh, one of its largest uh, kind of peak increases right now. And so that's, of course, making us uh, continue to be cautious um, with in-person worship, but we are looking at options and kind of our goal, um, we're gonna discuss with the church board at the church board meeting, which is July 20th. Um, but uh, we're, our goal is to really uh, kind of talk through some options and basically be prepared um, for a number of scenarios. Um, we are looking at, uh, while the weather is nice, I'm having some kind of a simple outdoor service um, for those who want to gather in the South lot, that'll probably be a little little earlier than 10 o'clock uh, because of the heat. Right. There's not a lot of shade um, out there. And so we're going to try to beat that and, and make it so uh, the shade that is there is still um, productive at uh, that time. It, the sun kind of moves over and then you lose that great tree shade. Um, so we're gonna we're working on making that happen, getting our technology and plans for that. Um, but we're gonna discuss that with the church board on July 20th, and then uh, get back with you. But we are still working, uh, regardless of, of if we're meeting indoors, outdoors. Um, we're gonna continue to have a good live stream service. Um, our surveys came back, and the vast majority of you, about three fourths of you, um, still uh, wanted to keep worshiping uh, online, and and weren't real comfortable at least being in the sanctuary. We didn't uh, get the chance to talk about. I didn't have the imagination at the time uh, for outdoor services. Uh, that's something that just kind of started popping up a few weeks ago. Churches had that idea, and um, so uh, we are uh, respecting that and going to make sure, um, regardless, uh, probably for a long time uh, going into the future, uh, many many I years from now. Forever, we will always um, have an online. And you'll see uh, today in our worship, we, we did record some stuff in the sanctuary, uh, additional items uh, this Sunday uh, with the new camera that we got, which will help us do our live stream better. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's just kind of that update. Um, and we'll continue to keep you posted. Any feedback, ideas, suggestions you have, questions, uh, let us know. Or Sally Revely, who's our board chair, but she's also uh, uh, chairing the ad hoc uh, reopening, physical reopening committee. 
Um, and just a quick announcement, uh, Kelly Davis posted in our church Facebook group this morning, and I thought I'd mention it live. Uh, she is still working on our church uh, history. She's got a blog dedicated to NCC history. It's still our 150th year. It's been quite a remarkable year of <laughs> celebration. Um, we continue to celebrate. Um, she's she's doing some blog posts about previous pastors, and so um, uh, particularly ones that are deceased. Um, and so if you have stories, uh, pictures, uh, unique things about uh, those that you know, um, share those with her. Um, she's writing right now about Reverend A.N. Simpson, who was a pastor twice in our, in our history and kind of a, a key figure in the past of our church. Um, and so if you know some stories about uh, Reverend Simpson, uh, she particularly wants those. Um, so share those with Kelly, uh, either through the Facebook post, uh, her info's in the um, church directory as well. Yeah. And I'll be quiet. Marty has some things. Well, uh, if you were able to join us for our youth mission trip this past week, um, good. I mean, that's fantastic. But I know that a lot of our youth either had to work certain days of the week or were only able to participate on certain days. Um, youth know that that link that I sent you will remain a, an active link. And so any of those days that you were not able to participate, um, you're able to do those anytime that you would like, which is the great part of the virtual mission trip is that it, you can work with it on your own time. And so those of you that weren't able to uh, participate with it, anytime you want to go through those days and participate with any of that, feel free. Those links will be there. And church group, we are going to uh, upload the interview that I did with a few of our ELL ladies. Um, two of them are high school age, one's college age, and one's an adult. Um, and it's just a neat way to get to know them a little bit better. Um, and then uh, the ladies. Fun stories. And yeah. And the ladies also great. wanted uh, to for us to meet again um, and for us to learn even more about them. And so as we, we go about doing those things, then we'll keep you in the loop for those yeah. as well. And our ELL ministry continues. Uh, they've been uh, meeting in uh, benches outside, uh, uh, under early awnings, morning before it gets early hot. morning. Um, they've had a couple of team meetings spaced out in the fellowship hall, and they are just uh, committed and continue to do great work. And we thank you uh, uh, to them and their uh, love and service uh, for our ELL community. Um, our book study continues uh, Tuesdays, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. That's going well. We're doing chapters two and three. Uh, yes, that's right. Two and three this week. No, 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 no. Three and four this week. Sorry, I'm going to uh, say the wrong thing. Three and four this week. Um, and and farmer's Market. Farmer's Market. Uh, they're spreading out. We had to move the church bus and the Boy Scout trailers this past week to get a little more room. And they've uh, moved some on the grass in the south lot. And so it's going really well. They're trying, you know, they're spacing out uh, the booths. And so we're making sure they have enough space uh, to do everything safely. So if you haven't been, uh, see them on Friday. And Marty will uh, yeah, lead us as, in our opening meditation if you haven't gotten your communion supplies. That's right. If you uh, need to grab those, do it. Do so. Um, if it helps you to have a candle lit near you so that at any point, uh, if your mind gets off focus, off track, that you can just look uh, at that flame and be reminded of God's presence working, moving. Uh, even when we don't see it, God is here. Then do that. It helps you to put your feet flat on the floor. If it helps you to close your eyes or open your hands up to the sky, whatever you need to do right now, I invite you to do that as we take in a deep breath. And we let go of everything that's keeping us from being in God's presence right now. 
Take in everything that is good and blow out everything that's fear and worry and negativity. Continue with your breath. Let us worship God now. And join us in our call to worship singing the or saying the words that are in yellow your word is a lamp to my feet lord your word is a light to my path though the world around me tosses and tumbles i hold fast to you though i have doubts and worries and i wonder i hold fast to you though my heart hurts my spirit aches and i lose my way i hold fast to you Though I encounter wickedness and hate seemingly around every corner. I hold fast to you. Your stories and your songs, O oh Lord. They comfort me. Your will and your way, O oh Lord. They nudge me along. Your presence and your promise, O oh Lord. They give me hope. Your word, your world is my home and my heart. And I will turn towards you forever. I will hold fast to you and I will sing praises to your name. And we are uh, grateful this morning for a quartet that uh, filmed uh, a few days ago in the church uh, to lead us in our opening hymn, uh, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm. Thank you. 
Join us in our uh, unison prayer, adapted from Matthew 13, which is our text for this morning. We gather together, together in your presence with expectation, hungry for an encounter with you, eager to hear your word. Open our eyes and ears to the presence of your Holy Spirit. May the seeds of your word scatter among us this morning, fall on fertile soil. May, May they, they take, take root in our hearts and lives and produce an abundant harvest of good words and deeds. This is grace divine, the path we tread to wholeness of body and spirit, the path that leads to you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our teacher and our Lord. Amen. Amen. And let's pass the peace. Which means, kids, it's time as you pass the peace with the people that are there with you that you get to come closer to the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stanley, kids, come, come, come. I'm gonna go make sure the kids make it. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure they're they're up and they're here, and you're up. You're here. So, kids, first off, tell everybody good morning. Say good morning, church. Oh, you didn't do it. Say good morning, church. Oh, one more time. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning, Bodie. Sorry, I'm really excited to be here today. Why are you excited to be here today, Bodie? Well, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Do you like Sundays? I do. It's my favorite day. Why is it your favorite day? Well, because I get to be with all of you Aww. and all of you on the live stream. You know what? These people on the live stream, Bodie, they love you. Oh, I love the fan comments. <laughs> so I have a question for you all. Does everything that we say make sense? No. No. Not everything, but nope. some stuff. Some stuff, but not everything. Can you think of some things that we say sometimes that don't make sense? Stop doing that. Do your chores. Um, <laughs> take a bath. Why does no those don't all eat make, sweets? Those all make sense. There are reasons for those, right? No, not to us, do they? No. What about some of the things that we say, like it's raining cats and dogs outside? Is it what? really? Is it really raining cats and dogs outside? When yeah. I say that, yeah. I mean it was raining pretty hard yesterday. It was, it was, and that's what it means. That's yeah. actually, that's actually called a hyperbole where we might say something that we don't, don't really mean. Like when your parents, like myself, say, I've told you to do that a million times. Have I actually told you a million times? Well, it comes pretty close sometimes. It does come pretty close sometimes, right? Um, but then there are other yeah, things. Okay. So that's called a hyperbole when we say things that we don't really mean like that. But sometimes we use metaphors too. Um, do y'all know what a metaphor is? Is it an animal? Oh, it's not. With four legs? It's not a, it's not a metaphor, no. Um, but it's it's something that, that we don't uh, necessarily mean. Like when I say uh, sowing something in your heart, do I really want you to sow something 
to your heart? That sounds painful. It does sound painful, doesn't it? Hey, actually, before I get to that, um, do you know what a sewer is? Yeah. What's a sewer? Well, they make clothes, right? Like our, uh, or, or they can make blankets, like our prayer shawl. A ladies at church, they're sewers. Do you know they they do sew things? Yes. Um, but do you know there is another kind of sewer? Do you know what other kind of sewer there is? Cross stitcher? No, not a cross stitcher. That kind of goes in the same oh. same area as you know, with the the needles and and everything. This one doesn't actually use a needle. Hmm. This one crochet? You, no, not a crochet hook. You're stumping me. This is one of those things that I don't understand. <laughs> so. Sometimes when people are farmers, then they go out and they dig a hole in the ground. You boys like to dig holes in, in the ground, don't you? In the sand. Oh, and sometimes in the sand. And what do we sometimes do when we dig holes in dirt? What do we put in the hole? Waddle. Um, seeds. Oh, plants. That's right. We plant seeds and treasure. We put water in them. Oh, treasures. Sometimes people do bury their treasures, yes. But a sower is somebody, at least in our uh, in our story today that we're that Pastor Travis is going to talk to us about. A sower is somebody that plants seeds oh. in the ground and tends to it. And then what do they hope happens? Something grows. Yeah, they're really yeah. hoping that something grows from it. So what kind of craziness would it be if I told you about somebody that plants lots of things and how they grow, but then I say, I want you to, to, to sow seeds of kindness in your heart. What would I be talking about? Do I actually want you to dig a hole in your heart and plant? That seeds? too sounds painful. Is that what I'm asking? I would be asking of you? No. What would I be asking of you? If I ask you to plant seeds of kindness in, in your heart, what would I want you to do? Like say compliments to people and stuff. Yeah. I'm sowing kindness. Are you sowing kindness? You're just yeah. tossing? Tossing kindness everywhere I go. You know, I Finn, I think Finn was right, Bodie. I yeah. think he he had it right right there where we give compliments to people. My and shirt. We encourage people and the, the good things that they're doing. And so that's a way that we spread kindness and that we sow kindness into people's hearts is by making sure that we tell them when they do good things and that we remind them that we love them and that we go around doing good things. What are some ways that we can sow kindness in our world? Gifts and stuff. Yeah. We could give people gifts. What else could we do other than just giving like material things? Uh, Pastor Travis mentioned the ELL, I heard. Yeah. That's sowing kindness. That is sowing kindness. Yeah. They're they're reaching out to people that aren't able uh, to understand English. Well, they're able. Well, they are able. That... They need to be taught. Yeah. <laughs> You're so smart, Bodie. Thanks. I was taught. You were taught. Very good. 
Yeah, sometimes we don't automatically know things until we're taught them, right? That's kind of how people learn. It is how we learn. And sometimes we need some encouragement for us to look to continue going. And so that is spreading kindness, right? Teaching us these things that we don't know. Um, so in our story today, when we listen to Pastor Travis, we're going to watch out for some of those things that might sound silly, like sowing things onto our into our hearts. But we're going to understand that that means spreading love around us, okay? And we're going to see how we maybe can spread love around us where we are. So let's uh, go right now and have a little prayer. Gracious God. Oh, repeat after me. Gracious God. Gracious God. Thank you for allowing us. Thank you for allowing us. To spread love and kindness. To spread love and kindness. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. May we. May we. Also accept. Also accept. Others love and kindness. Others love us. and kindness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks so for kindness, kids. So kindness. Bodie, it's good to see you. Yeah, I'm wondering if one of you could be kind and sew me a, a snack. Oh, uh, Oliver, can you go get Bodie a snack from the kitchen? That'll help him focus during the rest of the service. All right, beautiful people. One of the fantastic things about our church is that we have continued to be able to maintain uh, all of our services and ministries that we were able to do inside the building, even while not spending as much time in the building. And that even includes our janitorial staff, our office staff, um, pastors, everyone that's there and being able to reach out and still do some of the ministries that we do. Some of them look a little different, like our food pantry. Uh, mobile food pantry now uh, works outside instead of inside the building. Um, ELL is now meeting outside instead of inside the building. There's a lot going on outside those four walls because you church are a whole lot bigger than what's just able to be contained inside those four walls. If you are able to continue to sow those seeds of kindness where you are, we encourage you to do so. And if you're able to sow some of these monetary seeds of kindness so that this, these ministries can continue to go on, uh, even as things cost money, uh, then we encourage you to do that. You can do that at norwalkcc.org backslash give or mail your offerings uh, to the physical church building, 701 Main Street here in Norwalk, Iowa. And uh, let us uh, join in our doxology. Um, I had uh, videoed uh, our quartet singing it for us um, and well, I tried, uh, but I must have not hit <laughs> New the button. video camera. Yeah, so uh, we've got our audio uh, of, of this. Let us join in the doxology. You don't need the words, but I'm going to put them on the screen for you. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. 
let us give thanks for our gifts. Oh God, thank you for all the many ways uh, you have gifted us and all the many gifts our church shares uh, together uh, to spread the seeds of your kingdom wherever we go. In the name of Christ, we pray who gave it all for us. Amen. We have uh, a few prayer concerns, uh, but first uh, a I see a number of uh, messages saying happy birthday to Elise Burnett. It is. Uh, Today's morning. her birthday. So That's birthday my first one. To Elise. We have a Elise a Love Fest in the comment section on Facebook <laughs> right now. Um, so happy, what? 14th. 14th birthday to Elise Burnett. Yeah. And uh, speaking of birthdays, Joanne uh, and Richard wanted you all to know how appreciative they were uh, at all the fabulous ways that you showed Joanne how special she was on her birthday. So thank you, thank you, thank you, church. Um, also, uh, we have some prayer concerns. And if you have more prayer concerns, feel free to, to either write those uh, in the live section here. As long as we get them while we're doing a service, then we'll mention them. Um, if we get them afterwards, we'll make sure that they get included in our Tuesday update. You can also text us uh, any prayer concerns as well. Um, our first prayer concern that I have is uh, Ann Burnett's 80-year-old dad who uh, he had an accident on their acreage on Friday. Uh, he is in the hospital and in a few hours he will have surgery on his leg. Uh, so prayers uh, for Ann's dad and that surgery successful and recovery is smooth uh, and painless for him. God of healing. Uh, we also have a prayer requests for Sal, Cy Albertson's mom, uh, Mary Ellen. Um, she tested negative for COVID, but she's had for the last few days a uh, fever of uh, 102 uh, and above. And so we want to pray, oh, uh, along with a headache um, and some gastrointestinal problems. And so we just want to pray for Mary Ellen uh, that uh, she can feel better soon, whether that's just miraculously uh, feeling better or that's doctors figuring out what's wrong and, and able to find her help, God of healing. Here are prayers. Um, also, uh, we want to keep in prayer uh, Betty Becker. Um, Betty had a stroke this past week, and um, she she doesn't have any any physical uh, signs of that stroke, um, but uh, she is still trying to to get words out and everything. If uh, if we could pray for her and for her family, and she will, it's my understanding, get a uh, implant that will monitor her heart. So hopefully um, any uh, blood clots or anything that form, then they can catch uh, before uh, she has any uh, further uh, damage to her body, which is great. Um, but prayers for Betty as she recovers and that all goes well with the uh, implant and everything else that her body might need right now. God of healing. Here are prayers. Um, Janine Schockemeyer asks, prayers for uh, her nephew and his wife, whose twin boys were born Friday night in Sioux Falls um, at 29 weeks, uh, born early, but they are doing uh, well uh, so far. So we just continue to uh, lift up uh, that family. Uh, God of joy and God of grace, hear our hear prayers. Our prayers. Um, and also we've prayed for a long time. I forget her name, but uh, Ken Hewen's uh, uh, granddaughter, granddaughter, he had twin granddaughters, and one of them was born with a uh, numerous health uh, uh, effects. I was over at the Durham, so working 
on a little home for Bodhi um, whenever we return to worship in the sanctuary. And uh, Ken lives right across the street. So I got to see from across the street that little girl and she will be having surgery, yet, I believe this week. Um, I don't have all the details, but I just thought of that when I saw um, Janine's prayer concern. So we uh, lift up uh, the Hewan family and uh, the little girl who we've been praying for for about four years or so, I think. Um, so God of healing, hear our, hear our prayers. prayers. Um, and just an update, uh, Roger Ballard uh, continues to improve. Uh, he's home. He's probably watching right now, but he's feeling uh, much better after his surgery and watching his diet. And I know eager to get back to normal activities. So yes. we celebrate with Roger and his healing. I got a joy. Here are prayers. Um, and prayers for uh, Roger Miller, um, who's having some issues with his vision. And so we lift up Roger, a God of healing. Here, Here are our prayers. prayers. Well, um, let Shall us, we continue our prayers? Yeah, let us go to God in prayer, good people. Gracious God, we thank you so much for having community um, and for just humanity as a whole to be able, when we can't be there in person, to still be there for one another. Um, you blessed us with community and you created us for community and you've given us these abilities to continue to make sure that we are community for each other. And I am so very grateful for that gift of community. So thank you. And we pray for each of these people and for the situations, uh, whether they be joyous times of celebration, whether they be times of healing, um, moments of distress. Gracious God, we give all of that to you and we ask your blessings. We do this as we pray that prayer our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We are uh, thankful to uh, Tim Diebel for providing our special music, Gary Fox for reading our scripture reading. And so now let us- uh, And Pastor Travis for our Pastor sermon. Travis for sermon. Uh, so let us enter into a time reflecting um, on God's word for us this morning. Seat. 
From the moment that the whole thing begins, it is love who makes the mortar, and it's love who stacked these stones, and it's love who made the stage here, although it looks like we're alone. In this scene set in shadows, like the night is here to stay, there is evil cast around us, but it's love who wrote the play. In this darkness, love can show the way. So now the stage is set. Feel your own heart beating in your chest. This life's not over yet. So we get up on our feet and do our best. We play against the fear. Play against the reasons not to try. Playing for the tears burning in the happy angel's eyes. For it's love who makes the mortar, and it's love who stacked these stones, and it's love who made the stage here, although it looks like we're alone. In this scene set in shadows, like the night is here to stay, there is evil cast around us, but it's love who wrote the play. In this darkness, love will show the way. Our scripture this morning comes from the 13th chapter of Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, 
who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, and another sixty, and in another thirty. May God add his blessing and understanding to the reading of his word. It's Sunday morning. The choir just finished singing, Open my ears that I may hear voices of truth thou sendest clear. That's the preacher's cue. He stands up from his seat with his Bible and notes in hand, straightens his tie, and steps into the pulpit. He's got a good one for them this week. He's worked extra hard on this one. This sermon wasn't pulled together late Saturday evening. No, 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 no. It was done by Wednesday. And the words are just waiting to be thrown from his lips. He lays the Bible open and prays, God, help us to listen to your word today. Amen. He reads the text. Listen, a sower went out to sow. The word of the Lord. 20 minutes later, the sermon is all over. He got them this week for sure, he thinks. How, how could they miss this message? It's so clear, so direct. He decides the message demands a response. And so he offers an old-fashioned altar call. The choir starts singing, take my life and let it be. Second verse, take my hands. They're about to come running down the aisle for sure. He's just waiting. Keep singing, choir. He says, third verse, take my ears and let them hear. Be seated, please. He sits back on his pew. No tearful confessions today. No one responds. No life's transformed. The word was thrown into the congregation and the preacher was confident it would be heard this time. He leaves the church, stumbles home, sits in his favorite chair, pours a drink that's a little too strong, and pulls out his list, as he does every Sunday. And with red ink, he begins adding to the list of names. Charles Ezel, Rocky Soil. Alice Fillmore, Thorny Soil. Gladys Bryant, I think a bird got her. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Rocky Soil. Esther Thorny, Lucy, Lucy, maybe good soil. I think I saw her listening. He puts the red pin down and mutters quietly, I'm wasting my time preaching to deaf people. I don't know how much longer I can do this. If only they had ears to hear. Do, do you think Jesus had a list? I mean, surely Jesus labeled a person every now and again. Oh, oh, Martha, she's thorny soil for sure. Letting the cares of the world get uh, keep her from sitting at Jesus' feet. Peter, Peter is rocky soil right there in the name. Sure, he'll stand by me now, but wait until that rooster crows. Mary, oh, Mary Magdalene, Mary, there's no better soil than Mary. If Jesus could read people's hearts, surely he could tell how they would receive his word. Yet he always seems to be preaching and no one seems to get it. Jesus is talking about this and they hear that. Where did they get this from that? That's not Jesus. Jesus does this, and they think he did that. Jesus didn't do that. He did this. It's right there. People were always perceiving Jesus, yet they never seemed to see 
If I were Jesus, I probably would have given up a long time ago. No one gets his message. Just label them all rocky soil and move on. Jesus must have gotten frustrated. Parents, you know how it is with children. No matter how much you preach to them, it seems they don't get it. This is not good for you. Don't do this, yet they do it. The very things you tell them not to do that seems to be the very things they want to do, and what you tell them to do are the last things they want to do. You know how it is with your partner, your spouse. No matter how hard we try, we just can't change our significant other. We nag and correct and try to teach, yet they're still the same person. It's like we're casting seed upon rocky soil. Nothing gets through. It'd be a lot easier. It'd be a lot easier if people just just came with name tags. You, you know the ones. Hello, my name is Rocky Soil. Hello, I get carried away with birds. Hello, I'm Thorny Soil. That would save so much time, wouldn't it? If people had labels, then you'd know what to expect, how to invest your time, who to invest your life in. Ah, good soil. I'm so glad you showed up. You're just the kind of leader our organization needs, just the kind of person our church needs. I'll spend time with you, good soil. You're a good investment, but oh, oh. Hi, Thorny Soil. Well, well, uh, no leadership for you, but, but maybe you'd like to join us for a game night while me and Good Soil go plan and pray. If we knew what kind of soil was in the gardens of our homes, our workplaces, our congregations, we could spend time where it counts. We could preach and teach and serve and invest and love the ones who would hear whose lives would be changed. Give them the meat and dole out the milk for everyone else, the ones we know will never produce fruit. I keep looking, but I've yet to see soil tags on people. But we sure try, don't we? Pulling out our list and we give it a good guess. Week after week, encounter after encounter, trying to decipher what kind of soil is in the garden. And sometimes our list gets it pretty close. Sometimes, sometimes we nail it on the head and sometimes we get it so wrong. Perhaps you heard what happened to Miss Thorny Soil. Get this, she's been saving up for years. We thought she'd retire by that lake house she's always talking about, but instead she donated the money to her local church camp. They're building a new building with her donation. Miss Thorny Soil, of all people, when I heard that, I had to get out my list, change her label. And Mr. Rocky Soil, well, things sure got rocky for him. I know you heard about it. It was the talk of the town, the divorce, the custody battles, the drinking. He seemed so promising, but when the heat came, he quickly melted away. And the last place you thought you'd see Rocky Soil of all places, after all he went through, was in church. Yet he showed up irregular at first, set in the back, but as time passed, he got more involved, started volunteering. Even when church closed, he was logging into the live stream, getting as involved as possible. Before you know it, Mr. Rocky Soil was being asked to be a leader. And if you ask him what happened, he'd start talking about Jesus, about how angry he used to be and how Jesus loved Jesus' love transformed him. 
You don't hear stories like that. Rocky soil making it through the trials. Rocky soil being transformed. When I heard his story, I had to get out my list, change his label, which reminds me, did you hear about Mr. Good Soil? I mean, what an example Mr. Good Soil was, a hard worker promoted above his peers, a mentor to the new hires, a philanthropist, gave to charity. He was what we all wish we could be. And he always had a smile, no matter how hard he worked. Mr. Good Soil, you could always rely on him to help and to do the right thing. That was until the paper broke the story. Apparently, Mr. Good Soil's been cooking the books for years, hiding money for himself, that private little illegal nest egg. The FBI broke his door down in the middle of the night, took his computer, took his phone, and the case is still waiting for trial. I couldn't believe it, Mr. Goodsoil. When I heard, I had to get out my list, change his label. Which brings us back to the sower. What really is the point of all these lists? Jesus talks about the sower, and what's with this guy? Can he not tell the difference between good soil and bad soil? But there he is, right there in the story, throwing good seed on bad soil. What a waste. He's like a misplaced sprinkler that sprays more water on the sidewalk in the driveway than in the grass. What a waste of resources. What a lazy sower. I don't get it. If you know people won't perceive Jesus, if you know they won't hear, then why do you still throw them the good seed? Tell us what this means, Jesus. And Jesus looks at us kindly. To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to everyone else, it comes in parables. Do you not understand this parable? Do, do, do I not understand? Well, I'm, I'm good soil, Jesus, at least. I thought I was. If I was good soil, then I would understand Jesus. But we don't. We don't perceive, yet Jesus explains it to us anyway, gently, in detail. Here's what this means, and here's what that means. This is this, and that is that. He lays out the whole parable, and we begin to understand. Our ears can hear, our eyes can see, and the light shines all around us, and we understand. Perhaps we're not the soil we thought we were. Yet Jesus still shares the word with us. Jesus never gives up on us. Jesus stands up to preach. It's Sunday. He opens the text. Listen, a sower went out to sow the word of the Lord. It was a good sermon, a rousing sermon. He sits down, the choir begins to sing, and you can tell from the faces that some get it and some don't. And some think they do, but they really don't. And you know what Jesus does? Even though they didn't really get it, he shows up again next Sunday, stands in the pulpit and preaches to them again, opens the word. Listen, a sower went out to sow the word of the Lord. And some get it and some don't and some think they do, but they really don't. And you know what Jesus does? He stands up again. 
And he preaches again Sunday after Sunday, opportunity after opportunity, always sharing the good news with anyone. If they have ears, Jesus says, I will preach. If they have soil, I will share the seed. It doesn't matter the type of soil. It doesn't matter the person. All will be given the good news. You see, Jesus has no list. He's soil blind. If you've got ears, he'll preach. Jesus is like a sower who throws out seed on all kinds of soil, caring not if it's good or bad, giving everyone the chance to hear the word and bear fruit. And when we don't get it, he patiently explains. And when we mess up, he gives us another chance. He allows us to surprise ourselves and to surprise others. See, Jesus may be a bad soil, a bad sower, but he's a gracious, patient Savior. So throw your list away for others, for yourself. Take off your soil tag. Open your ears and your eyes and your heart because things are not always what they seem. People are not always what they seem. We are not always what we seem. And all of us may be better than we think we are. And with the right care and time and plenty of grace, any soil could be transformed into good soil that produces fruit that lasts for a lifetime. May everyone with ears to hear, listen, the word of the Lord, amen. That leads us to God's table this morning. We gather here as Jesus gathered with his disciples on that night, he was betrayed. And he told them what was coming, what he had been telling them for weeks, for years, what was coming. And yet on their faces was this confusion, still not understanding. And yet he gave them this meal, which reminds us always, no matter where we are, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter the confusion and us understanding or not, we have this meal. And so Jesus breaks bread again with us as he broke it with his disciples and shares it with us saying, take, eat, this bread is my body and even this I give you. And after he'd eaten the bread, he took the cup. He blesses it, shares it with everyone at the table saying, take, drink, this cup is my blood, the blood of a new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins for the whole world. And so today, whether we fully perceive or understand, we still share in God's good gifts that transform us that changes us, and that always blesses us. These are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. May God bless all these good gifts as we share in our communion together. Yeah, let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your table that always sows love and kindness in our hearts. Thank you for always having an invitation where you call us by name where we always have a seat, where we are always reminded that you are there nourishing us, loving us, caring and tending for us. For we are your good people, beautiful in your sight and always worthy to be 
in communion with you. Thank you for these gifts and for the gift of this shared communion, even while apart. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, Kim provided us on the organ today some communion music as you share uh, in your communion at home, just as I am. Kim, and thank you for joining us uh, in worship today. Reminder, we will do some Zoom fellowship uh, after this. So if you're able, join us uh, just for a few minutes or for yeah, for longer. Uh, we're there for about 30, 45 minutes or so. Um, and uh, let us uh, close with uh, our uh, parting song, uh, Go in Peace. Maybe. <laughs> Let's let you see us. Oh, let's 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 see us a little better. <laughs> and I gotta remember to start the music. There we go. Go in peace and the peace of God be with you this day. Go in peace and the peace of God be with you always. Celebrate and share the joy, celebrate with life. Go in peace and the peace of God be with you always. And go in peace, church. If you don't have that song stuck in your head yet, uh, it should be. <laughs> uh, we love you. Uh, thank you for joining us for worship today. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. We miss you. We love you. Bye. Bye.